Standing on the platform of truth. Pioneer Health and Missions. Will there be unity among God's people? That's a very good question. I believe that there will be unity among God's people. Um, however, everywhere we look, in our society, in our world, and you name it, we, we see division. Even among those who profess to follow God, we find division. However, all true-hearted Christians desire and work and pray for unity. In John chapter 17, we, we find Jesus uh, requesting in prayer to His Heavenly Father that His followers may be one like He and His Father are one. This is to be our prayer and our labor. The unity that Christ prayed for, however, was not just any type of unity. As He mentioned, as you and I are one. That's a high standard. But this unity, um, if experienced by those who follow God, will be a powerful witness to the world um, that to the fact that Jesus was indeed sent of God. And so when the world beholds the followers of God and they behold the united people, they will not only feel impressed but will be moved by the Spirit of God to acknowledge and verify that these are indeed Jehovah's people. That's another very good question. Experienced Christians, those who have been in the truth for years, know that in order for unity to become a reality among us, there needs to be humility in our hearts. Surprisingly, all confess to have the Spirit of Christ reigning in their heart. But how can this be so when we stand apart if we all indeed possess His Spirit, His mind, His attitude? Is Christ divided? No, we know that He is not. The humble will hear His voice and this humble class will follow the voice of the fine shepherd. And I believe that that is taking place today. He is in that work through His Spirit, through His angels, um, bringing about together a people and bringing them all into one fold. And that's how I believe it's taking place and will take place through the humility of such Christians um, that are willing to follow the voice uh, of the Christ. Doctrinal unity, is it possible? Absolutely. We are all called to be sanctified by the truth. His word is truth, we are told. So if you are sanctified by that truth, and I am sanctified by that truth, then such ones will be one in the truth. There is only one truth, and Jesus is gathering those that are His into this truth. This is doctrinal unity. This doctrinal unity began in, in the 1840s when God brought about a people to proclaim the second advent of Jesus Christ to this earth. Um, we realized what took place then, but 
that bringing of a people to true unity began in the 1840s. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm reminded of a statement written by Sister White. Notice what she penned. Christ is leading out a people and bringing them into the unity of the faith that they may be one. Now notice the following. As He is one with the Father. So this is the unity that she is referring to. That unity between the Father and Son. That we must be one like they are one. And she continued, Differences of opinion must be yielded, that all may come into union with the body, that they may have one mind and one judgment. This is a challenge because no one likes to yield their opinion. As a matter of fact, it seems like no one is willing to yield up their opinion. But when she pinned this in 1901, she was pointing to the body that we must yield up our opinion so that we can be one or come into union, union with the body. So I take this testimony by the Spirit of God to tell me that the body in those times was um, a body that proclaimed the truth to the world. That they may have one mind, she stated, and one judgment. Again, I believe this is possible among those who possess the same Spirit, and that is the Spirit of Christ. And if we are to be a united body, that means that our faith must be the same faith that they possessed then. We cannot have a different religion. We cannot have a different, different viewpoints of doctrine, because that wouldn't, that wouldn't be true unity. True unity embraces all embraces the same judgment, the same, embraces the same beliefs. So, that process that began in the 1840s is taking, it's continuing in our day. And when Christ comes, He will have a united people, um, for sure. One of the causes of division is language. Um, we are all familiar with the account of the Tower of Babel where Jehovah confused um, the languages of the people. Uh, prior to that confusion, they all spoke the same language. They all spoke the same thing. And because they all understood each other, they were able to work together and accomplish many things. Of course, we understand and we know that Jehovah did not want for them to accomplish um, this building of this uh, Power, and so he came down, and we are we read, and he confounded their language. So finally, those that understood each other after the confusion, they drew together and remained together, and that's the origin of the languages that we have in our world today. I I know that there's many dialects in certain countries besides their official language but um, and, and but that's where it all began in the Tower of Babel. We find this similar experience in the religious world under the description of Babylon the Great. Again the fruit or the results of such religion is factions and fragments and sects. Uh, people who understand each other drawing together because they understand each other. Similar to what took place there
in Genesis. The remnant, however, will speak one same pure language as we read in Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 9. It reads, Then will I turn the peoples of a pure language, that they may all call upon the name of Jehovah to serve Him with one consent. A pure language Jehovah's people will speak, and they will serve Him with one consent. That means shoulder to shoulder, eye to eye. And the Apostle Paul penned the same thought in his letter to the Corinthian congregation. I'd like to share this one also. Now I beseech you, brethren, through the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfected together in the same mind and in the same judgment. So we find that this, is, this has been God's request, His desire for His people. Um, we find that Jesus prayed for this unity to be a reality among God's people. And it will be among those who are truly God's people. They will experience this unity described here in the scriptures. Even though that we might think that it's impossible. But we know that with God all things are possible. The same is true with Ellen White. I would like to share the following statement from her pen. Although possessing different temperaments and dispositions, they will see eye to eye in all matters of religious belief. They will speak the same things. They will have the same judgment. They will be one in Christ Jesus. We have three individuals. We have Zephaniah the prophet. We have the Apostle Paul. And we have Ellen White. And we find the same thought being expressed by these servants of God. They all speak the same thing. Because they were all moved by the same Spirit. That's the Spirit of God. In contrast to the confusion coming from Babylon the Great. PHM stands on the same platform that God gave to the Advent people. I made mention of this unity beginning back in the 1840s. And it was step by step that God brought them to um, an established truth. And we find nowhere in inspiration that these truths have changed. Sure, there is new light. However, this new light does not eliminate the old light. And so therefore, the truths that were proclaimed by our pioneers, taught and believed by them, we have embraced and we stand thoroughly and firmly for these truths as well. PHM desires to follow truth. Um, and we understand that truth does not change. And if that which was truth back then, then we know that that truth is truth still today. PHM desires to work with other ministries. We find that it is a requirement of our Heavenly Father to, as I shared some thoughts and inspiration, to speak the same thing. Um, and that needs to come forth from Jehovah's people. That is a request, that is a prayer that we want to answer. And God calls for His people to speak one same thing, one same truth. And so that's what we are trying to achieve. That's what we desire. That's what we're moving forward to accomplish. Um, and we know that this will take place by the Spirit of God working among His people on earth. And He will bring 
all those who are His together, and we are more than willing to work with such class, those who also embrace the truths of the past, who feel that the truths that were given to our pioneers are still truth and binding today. PHM desires to work with people. PHM is not a one-man ministry or two or three. It's a group of people. It's a team. Um, and personally, that's what spoke volumes to me uh, when I met the brothers at PHM. Um, it, to be honest with you, I found it strange that there was actually a team, a ministry outside of the corporate church working or trying to work together with one another. Most independent ministries um, are run by one individual or two. Um, there is no accountability there and that's not God's will. God's will is for a people, for a body of people. We need to be accountable to one another. We need to correct each other. We need to be our brother's keeper. There are those who don't believe that God is one and that He has a begotten Son. There are many those, and we can choose any certain doctrine that our pioneers uh, proclaimed during their time that ministries of today don't agree with. Um, we don't have that viewpoint. We understand that the pioneers were led by God and we understand or we view their established doctrines as truth. Ellen White clearly penned, moving by the Spirit of God, that she was a gift to correct those who have erred from Bible truth. So any particular doctrine that the pioneers taught, if it was not corrected by inspiration, if God did not move upon the heart of Ellen White to correct a brother or a group of brethren back in her day and age in regards to their doctrinal viewpoints, then we understand those viewpoints to be truth. And we understand that these form the doctrinal viewpoints of the body, which she was um, in harmony with. Um, she studied their Sabbath school lessons. She read their publications. And when she saw error, um, the Spirit of God moved upon her to rebuke and reprove such erroneous views and at times even naming individuals who were exposing and teaching such doctrines. So if we don't find that evidence, we believe that such teachings remain truth to our day and we have embraced them. PHM desires to stand with the truth. And we know that truth is Christ, but we understand that Christ has His sayings, He has His teachings. And by us understanding His teachings, that's where we want to stand with, or we want to side with. We want to side with the truth, stand with the truth, in spirit and in love, like Christ. When Christ appears and comes for the second time, He's not going to grab a certain group of individuals and place them in a corner in heaven or in His kingdom who hold different viewpoints and grab another group of individuals and put them in another location in this kingdom who hold country or who hold different viewpoints to this other group and and he's not going to do that um, we know that there will be only two classes of people at the end those who follow and obey God's truth and those who don't and so it behooves us to know 
that what we believe is Bible truth. If we can see one another eye to eye now, how can we see eye to eye in heaven? It, it, we won't be able to. We're not going to be transformed. We're not going to be turned into robots when Christ appears. This unity has to take place now. Um, if we are going to be together in heaven, we must be together now. Um, otherwise, someone's staying behind. We can't not both be in His kingdom. And that's uh, very solemn to think that this could be the case because I love brothers and sisters who that don't have the same Bible viewpoints as I do um, that I don't worship with I don't attend their meetings and of course they don't attend mine or wherever I attend and so it it bothers me it concerns me because when Christ comes he's not going to grab a certain group of people and place them somewhere else while He's going to grab me and others who believe like me and place us somewhere else. That's not going to be the case. So in order for us to be one in heaven, um, we need to be one now. Standing on the Platform of Truth Pioneer Health and Missions <laughs>